Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Disney Geeks, the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Carolyn. And I'm Rod. And today we are traveling back down the Rainbow Bridge, the Bifrost, to the world of Marvel. We are jumping back in with Phase 2, and we are starting with Thor, the Dark World. Move to joy. You don't really like this one, Rod? Um, based off of memories? Not so much. And when rewatching it, we'll get into it. I don't know. This one has like weird moments that I just, I really enjoy. So it's not like my least favorite Marvel movie ever. But so I guess we can just start with our memories. So Rod, what do you remember about the first time you saw this movie? I just remember going to the theater. I don't even remember which theater it was. I just know I saw it. I, I think it was with my dad because my dad was the one that just like at one point I was like all oh, the Marvel movies we're just gonna go see them I think my dad actually fell asleep in this one too he falls asleep in a lot of movies but like this one in particular I think he fell asleep but I just remember watching it and being like okay I don't know this is I kind of had this thought process after watching this movie I, I think it was the reason I felt a certain way about it when I first watched it was because of just how dark and I mean ah uh, dark world but like it just seemed like so like Thor just seemed so plain like he had no personality and I think that was the problem with going from it is like I, I can see like there was supposed to be a shift in the character like ooh, he was super arrogant in the first one and this one he's more thinks things through in like this one and I think that was why people were like Ugh the dark world is because they're like where's the guy that slams the coffee bug saying give me another (laughs) and he was like funny in avengers and now he's just mysterious yeah he really wasn't funny in this one so that's really about it like my memories were just it was there i didn't like i've only seen this movie maybe and now after this rewatch it's like we're watching it so like not a movie i see very often what about you so i do remember because this one would end up on some of those like Fox FX channels a lot. And for some reason, I kept always coming in towards the very end when they were having that big final battle scene, but never really had like much context for it outside of that. It would just kind of be like, oh, someone flipped this on and we're just gonna have it on in the background type thing. And so then watching it for the first time, like officially fully all the way through was when I did my first Marvel rewatch before Infinity War. I say it like it's a rewatch. The first time I watched all of the Marvel movies from start to finish. <laughs> um, and I remember just being like very meh about it. Like I was still getting like into Marvel. And so I said this is after Avengers, which I was like, like I said, my first time watching the Avengers. I was like, I don't know. They're all like fighting. So I was still very much like formulating my thoughts on the movie. And I was just like, I don't understand this one it's kind of like you said it's like dark there is humor in it but it's like quirky humor which is what I've come to really appreciate about it but yeah this one just was not I was like man I'm pretty sure it was like one of the very bottoms at like of my list he's on the bottom of everybody's list that's why I'm very curious to see where it stacks up now because like every time I watch it I like enjoy it more listen Darcy makes this entire movie yeah Darcy's amazing there's just like there's some of the things in it that I enjoy too and like it's not like it's boring in some parts it's it's not like boring in some parts but at least it's 
it's like better than some of the other ones. So if like I was going to be like, yeah, I'll watch Thor Dark World. I'd probably watch it over the first Thor. Like I like it actually more than that one, I think. But based on your memories, how many Infinity Stones are you going to give Thor the Dark World? We really give it like a three out of ten based off of memories. Based off of memories, I'm going to go with a four. Well, with that, let's delve into this movie. So we start off like we did in the first one with Odin giving us a narration of the past. And we are learning about the Dark Elves and how basically they wanted to harness the power of the Aether. And the Aether was going to help them destroy all the worlds and let them be the rulers. Which this is something that I just, I don't understand when I'm watching these movies now. Like especially the earlier Marvel movies. Why do they want to destroy everything? Like, then what are you ruling over? Like, I don't understand. If you're destroying everything, what are you ruling in the end? Maybe they don't want to rule. They just want to annihilate everything so they can have some peace and quiet. I don't know. Maybe, but like, at least like Thanos, like his plan was like, everyone still exists. There's just less of like, at least, Like, his makes sense. Whereas, like, all the other ones are like, we're going to destroy worlds. I'm like, but why? Like, it just took it wide. Power hungry elves. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. So the dark elves are after the ether. Um, and they have this big bottle with the Asgardians. And the Asgardians are able to steal the ether before Malachek is able to use it. And so the Asgardians are basically the protectors and the ether. Well, and they're like, we, we got to hide it somewhere very where no one will think it is going to be like deep down yes it's like it's it's hidden in a place that not even most people are going to be able to yeah so with that we now go to present day and Loki. it's right after the avengers which i get now why you like well not you but like the order that they've made why that was next. so loki comes back to osgar where he stands trial for basically wanting to enslave him earth and this is where it does like i don't understand why i don't know because loki changes his whole identity being like oh, i'm a frost giant like i'm not an as guardian like meh to like odin the entire time and i just don't understand why like, that's the only part that i don't like these he, he like odin's right like his when he's like it's my birthright to roll and he's like no it's your birthright to die and i saved you and we brought you in and you're in like an ungrateful little child Yes, he is, but, you know, imagine being in Thor's shadow all of these years and Thor was going to become king, and so there's years of, like, resentment building up, and then you find out that you're not actually an Asgardian god, so he clearly has a lot of, like, anger and resentment in there, and so, you know, it's, like, probably pretty shortly after he's found out about a lot of these things, so he still hasn't, like, work through how he feels about that so he's just being like you can change brad like i think that's where yeah he's being like rebellious and being like no my dad was brass giant yeah and i I think it's because he's acting like a teenager in the body of a like like, tom nelson was like late 20s me early 30s when he did this so like i think that's where i'm like annoyed because i'm like you're a grown man you're a god the loving's your i mean i guess maybe a god years he's like a teenager. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like Thor in uh in in and in, in oh my that in Infinity War says he's like fifteen hundred years old. Loki's about the same age, but they live like 
for freaking ever and he was just becoming like about to become king in the first Thor so you'd think that usually happens around like 18 to 20 in human years so maybe that is about the equivalent that we've got going on here in terms of like Asgard age that's the other part the Odin just really doesn't want to be king anymore he finds every way to be like well Thor's ready to be king now Thor's ready to be king now I'm like dude just say you're ready for retirement you really try to force this. You really try to force this on Thor. He is old and tired. He's like Thor is the protector of the nine realms. Yeah, but basically, Loki basically is going to be sent to prison for life for his transgressions on Earth. And we find out that Thor and his ragtag little group is bringing balance to the nine realms. I don't remember what they're called. The Warriors Three and Lady Sith. There you go. Them. They are bringing Balag to the Nine Realms, and they go to the. And this is where I forgot that um, one of them got that gig on Once Upon a Time, and so now he's gone, recasted. <laughs> yeah, Josh Dallas got recast as Zachary Levi, but fun fact Zachary Levi was actually who they originally wanted for the role, but he had some other commitment, so he couldn't be in the first Thor, so they hired Josh Dallas, and then he got to be in the second one. Well, there you go. Um, so basically, they're able to lead out to this planet, and then one of his friends, he's like, you can stay and help your planet rebuild itself, and he's like, so much. And Thor is just very, uh, he's very humble in all of this. Um, and then we find out, which, um, I know you had a very, um, a very pointed, uh, thought about this, about the Rainbow Bridge and the <laughs> Bifrost being cake. Yes, so... Like, they come back, and clearly, like, they're traveling via via the Bifrost, and, and the bridge has been fixed. They do this beautiful shot up it, which I do appreciate in this movie. They, like, Asgard looks more, like, weathered and lived in versus the first movie where it just looks, like, shiny gold everywhere. Like, I appreciate that they made that change. But, like, Thor is acting like he, like, can't go, like, see Jane. And, like, but they fix. The Bifrost. So I get that there's probably some time between that scene where, like, they're going to put Loki in prison and then they go off to save the Nine Realms. But they clearly have been using it to get to go places. And he's just, like, mopey and uses Hamdal to, like, check and see what is going on with Jane. And I just don't, I just don't understand it. And then there's a part later in the movie where he's like, the convergence. It makes everything light up so it's easier to cross over. And then... They, like, you know, go out of alignment and it all gets messed up. And it's like, but you have the Bifrost. You fixed it. I don't understand what the problem is here. I guess you're star-crossed lovers and everything. But, like, there's probably a multitude of ways you could have sent her a message, sent her a note, something. I don't know. Yeah. It's very, um, very unclear as to why. I mean, I get kind of, sort of, because we learned a little bit later that, Odin's like, you're here, and Jane can't be on Asgard. Which I'm like, I guess maybe he was doing it to, like, protect her. But also, like, weird. Here is me. When we're on this planet, this is how we name up the Convergence, which you just saw this when all the planets and rings are in line. And so it's easier to cross through, which they have these weird portals that you could just, like, jump through in different parts of each planet so you can get to the different planets. So I think that's kind of cool, but also, like, that's so random. Wait, but that was the whole point of like the the planets are converging. It blurs blurs the lines between the between the things. 
I also think it's like the thing that they they don't ever really like fully follow it through in this movie. It's the whole like thing going on with like Lady Sif, and it's like you should like appreciate what you have right here in front of you. And it's just like it never like goes anywhere, but they try and like build tension with it, but like nothing ever happens, and it's just kind of frustrating and annoying. Yeah, because I know in Norse Norse mythology, he's supposed to be with Sif, but like. It's weird. It's like, again, it's again, they're trying to be like, pay attention to me. I'm a lady. I'm here. And Jaden's not here. I'm a guardian. And she's not. Well, they were trying, it's like they were trying to make like a love triangle, but it never like was a love triangle. And I just like in the first movie that Sif was his friend and like warrior compatriot. And she was so underutilized in all of this. She really was. I mean, I know that she has a appearance in the first season of agents of shield but that's about it like that and then you see her again in love and thunder yeah it's just like it's such an underutilized character and i get they weren't really the best at highlighting their female characters at this point in mcu she's so awesome she's like the like she's a warrior she trained to be a warrior like they said in the first movie she like became a warrior of her own accord and i'm like She's such a disservice to such a cool character. I would say that she was like the Gamora before she was Gamora. Because like definitely same fighting styles and like all that sadness. Basically, uh, for some reason, don't know why, Jane is in London. She they cause Selvig was good, was there and he's like come to London and then he He they went cuckoo crazy. Which I but also didn't make a lot of sense to me. Like I like I understand. He went crazy because of the Loki scepter. But he wasn't crazy at the end of Avengers. So how is it that you like are sane and then all of a sudden you have a psychotic break? It's called trauma. Well, and also there's probably like things because of like that that, you know, he I feel like he's just I don't know. Maybe he the convergence made him a little crazy too. It's not really well explained, but it's not and i mean i get it's supposed to be a comedic moment it just doesn't make sense like it just doesn't make sense for me like i don't know but anyways so jane um which again this is why i think it's just weird that this whole thing has happened like she's come to look for solving and then he they find out that okay he's been locked up because he's got a little nuts oh that's later yeah that's later in the movie so jane doesn't know about that but yeah but she's come and gone on dates yeah, I don't know, because Darcy's like, you should get out there. I, You know, she's, like, trying her best to move on. Yeah, but, like, you're visiting in London, and you're like, let's go on a date and see what happens. Like, what if it worked out? Are you going to, like, pick up your life now and just move to London? Like, this is where, this is why when people, like, go on dates when you're on vacation, I'm like, I'm confused, because then what if you really like the person? Then you have to figure out if you get it. It's complicated. Well, she was in love with a man from Asgard who's on a whole other planet. So maybe London seemed like a little bit better. She's just choosing men that are distantly unavailable. Distance-wise <laughs> unavailable. Yeah, maybe that says something about, you know, something that she needs to like work through herself before she like starts to date again. Exactly. But um, we, which leads us to basically Darcy shows up and she's like, Hey, uh, we found some like weird readings that are like the ones that we found when Thor was here in New Mexico. And you're like, I have to go. Cause she, 
I, I mean, I will admit, I love that for she's just like, the salmon. The salmon. Sea bass. Sea bass. And sea bass, sea bass, my right. Sea bass, sea bass, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I have to go. And he's like, I'll call you. And she's like, sure. Yeah, bye. Uh, so then they go to this factory, and there's these kids that are playing with just like, ooh, look at it. Watch what happens when we drop this. It like reappears somewhere else. And like, ooh, this truck can like, float. So... Um, Jane accidentally goes through one of the convergence points and finds the ether, which I don't understand how it's a stone. If it's like smoky and like, like I just, I don't under, like, that's the one thing that I never understood. All the other ones were a stone, but this one is not. So I'm confused. Yeah. Well, when there's that scene later in the movie where Thor like shoots it with his like, lightning and it does form into like crystals so i think it can take a solid form it's just not really well it also has a it has a mind of its own which i'm like i'm also confused with because all the other stones didn't have a mind of its own it's the ether it's the reality stone so they're all a little different like you said it just feels weird like the rest of them make sense but this one does not I know. I, there's probably a plausible explanation that I just don't remember the explanation for at the moment. Uh, anyway, so she touches the little smoky smoke and then she gets the ether comes through her and then she's now full of the ether and then she ends up going back through the convergence point and she's back on Earth and they're like, what happened to you? And she's like, what do you need? They're like, you've been gone. You've been gone for like an hour or so or something like that. Yeah, it's, it was like five hours. She's like, you disappeared. And she's like, I was gone for five seconds. What are you talking about? And I think that's also kind of interesting that they're like, yeah, what's going on? Because now it's raining and we're not getting wet or everything else is. And then Thor randomly shows up because as we side back on Asgard, Thor is like all mopey and sad, which is the moment that you said like, Lady Sever's like, you should pay attention to what's in front of you. And he just goes to Heimdall. And he's like, what's my, like, what's Chain up to? He's like, you're a little human. It's smart. She's studying the convergence, too. And then he just goes like, I can't see her anymore. And then they use the Bifrost to get there. Like, the man, the man couldn't send a raven. He couldn't, he couldn't go down the Bifrost. I get, like, and then even in this part when they're trying to, they're, like, explaining it. She's like, I saw you in New York. And it's like, I get that they're like they mentioned that she was like put in some like secure facility because she was working with shield I'm like but still like, i don't understand i know you were saving the nine realms i know you don't have a computer thor but you couldn't have like had Hamdal send a note i don't know <laughs> does he not know how to write like <laughs> you might not initiate you would write he's gonna write in runes so he's gonna they're gonna be like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't know if she's gonna be able to read it but anyways so uh, Thor's like, we need to take Jane to Asgard to figure out what's going on because she has like this big like ether blast and gets the cops to get all upset and they're like, hey. and then they just go back to Asgard where Odin is like, why'd you bring her here? She doesn't belong here. And then they talk about the ether and he's like, you basically like summoned or you like awakened an old thing and like you're starting a prophecy, but like if you don't get it out of you, then you'll die. And that's when we see that Malekith is like woken from his slumber and all the dark elves are like, the ether is back. And so we need to go fight it. So yes. So then we have like a bunch of like Asgardian scenes where 
Uh, we see that Shriga has gone and seen Loki a bunch of times, and he's like, doing and she's like, fine, then I won't come visit you anymore. And again, Loki teenager, and Jane is like, oh my gosh, Osgard is so pretty. Like, I love it. But this is where you and I have this discussion about the continuation and endgame in Thor The Dark World. Yeah, the continuity. Because it's like, it's unclear in the scene in Endgame when like Thor sees he's like, my mother. But then Jane's taking a nap somewhere. And I'm like, I just, I know it all probably fits in the timeline perfectly fine. Maybe this that was like happening before Frigga, like Thor and Jane were taking their little like walk where they had the talk about convergence. And they had their moment, and then Frigga runs up, and she's like, your mom. So that was all probably happening, like, before. I just need an official timeline thing. But also, you mean timestamp. Yeah, but also, I just, this is the thing I kept noticing in this. It's like, clearly they, like, had, like, Thor's costume under, like, it's supposed to be a cape. It's a cape that he's wearing for most of the movie. I like, but they, like, threw this freaking blanket on him for most of the movie, and <laughs> Why? I don't. You're gonna make it like look like a cape. Like make it look more like a cape. Most of the time, it just looks like he's in like a snuggie. Not a snuggie. Thor's comfy face. I'm like, but clearly his armor is underneath, so it's not like he's like I'm the I'm casual Thor today. It's like you know. <laughs> I only oh, for some reason I'm like I think they're just trying to make him more homely and more like less flashy. Because that's supposed to be his, like, character arc. He's like, I'm not flashy anymore. But I'm like, dude, you're Thor. You are flashy. He's in his humble, depressed era. Yes. Because I'm like, what? Which I don't understand why he's back in that, like, that thing. Because the person that he wanted to see is with him. So why are you in your depressed clothes? <laughs> like, it's like the people that are wearing, like, the blanket when they're, like, super depressed. So they just, like, lay on their bed with their blanket over their head. That's that was his, but then when you see the person that you want, you take the blanket off. I say she's also far too forgiving of him, just like completely ghosting her for however long this period uh, of time years. is. Two years, two years, yeah, two years. It's a long time. It is a long time. And they knew each other for what, like a day or two. They knew each other for a day or two, and she's like, "How dare you ghost me and not continue our relationship after two days?" So basically, Malekith shows up to Asgard and starts destroying the city. And they're there to find the Eker and all that jazz. And the one of the, I guess it's like, he needs like a troll almost. Like, I know he's an elf, but he looks like a troll. Well, because they put him in that armor that, like, then kind of fuses to him when he takes the, whatever those little, like, fire things are that, like, make them all big and strong. So, basically, one of the Dark Elves releases all the prisoners except for Loki. Which I'm like, okay, like I get we need Loki for later on in the movie, but that just seems a little, a little too perfect. But fine. So he's like, go up the stairs to the left. Which I don't know why Loki then is upset that his mother died. You sent the thing to basically kill whoever they found. Well, he didn't think it would be Frigga. He yes, but I'm like, dude, you you did you did that. Like you are the well, reason. Well, maybe that maybe that's why he feels extra sad. It's because it's his fault. Mm, that's what he gets for being a spoiled little brat. So we see, we see that they were going through Malekith. Thinks that he finds Jane, but it's an illusion, and it's Frigga, and Frigga does her like cool little battle moves, which I did really appreciate because we 
I don't know. You would think because she's like, oh, she's queen. She doesn't blah, blah. But like people forget that these, these are the Vikings. These are the Norse people. Like everybody fights. Like everybody. Yeah. Like Frigga, she thinks she's based on technically like Freya. Like she's a warrior. And I, I thought that was like really cool. I was like, oh. I'm like, I forgot about that. And I really like it. And I'm like, of course she had to die. So we don't get to see any more of that. Let's even see her again in Endgame. It's fine. Yeah, she just get to fight in Endgame. She doesn't know. That whole part was so cool, and then she was like, like she was like gonna kill him, and then obviously, like the you can't kill him quite yet. The henchman shows up, and you're just like, yeah. So basically, uh, she dies, and Odin is obviously grieving, upset, all that jazz, and they are able to get the dark elves to leave for now, but they need to basically go after them and stop them because they will you know, will not stop and they'll be after Jane so Thor's like no you can't go after my Jane so they decide they like Thor says we need to stop the Dark Elves and Odin's like no stay here and so Thor devises a plan to escape the planet and she bests Loki out of jail not before seeing that Loki is literally our full man yeah, like this whole part, it's like, oh, Thor made a plan. It's, it's I don't know, this is just a different side of Thor. But I do, I do enjoy this part of the movie where they're like, it's like, you know, they bust Loki out, and then just the best cameo of the movie, or they have Loki pretending to be Captain America, but it's Chris Evans, and it's just, it's just perfection. <laughs> It really is. I remember that that was like the highlight of this movie when I saw the video because I remember everyone shrieking out, being like, uh, "We've got Chris Evans to read this movie. She's in the movie. It's so, it's just so good." I think this was like not pre-internet because obviously the internet was like a thing, but I think it was before like social media was like really in high gear, so mm-hmm. we didn't know that like this was going to happen. So I so loved. I miss those days of, like, you wouldn't know that, like, the smallest of cameos were happening because people kept things under wraps. Because no one posted on the internet two seconds later. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But I think, remember the first time I watched it, I hadn't fully gotten through everything. So I was still, like, figuring out who, like, all of my favorite characters were. And so now I always get excited about, obviously, that cameo. It's just so good. Like his, just bring him back for cameos in the MCU. He doesn't need to return for like a full fledged movie. Just have him pop up in like random cameos because like this one and then in Homecoming, they're just some of the best ones in the Marvel universe. The thing of the Stan Lee cameo. Yes. Oh, I miss Stan so much. But yeah, this part where they're running through the castle and it's like, yeah, because Odin was like, no, you can't do anything. But Thor was like, well, they're gonna come back, and our shields are down, and we can't. We got. We gotta get her out. And then all everyone's like, "Oh yeah, um, you know, if you try and double cross Thor, I'll kill you." Yep. So they go through. They steal a ship, and they're trying to leave the planet. And that's when they make this whole joke of like, they pleasure we tricked Loki, and Loki's like, "Ha ha, you tricked me. I'm proud of you." <laughs> yeah, he's like. He's like, why did you pick the biggest ship? I also just love them fighting on the ship about like how to like drive it and like do things. Makes me laugh. But yeah, and then he just like pushes them out the the side of the ship, and then Fandral is waiting down below, and he's like, "Smart brother, smart. You're learning." Thor learns like once, and then he forgets. Yes, 
year. Yeah, anyways, they make it to the Dark Elves planet, and that's where they devise this huge plan that I remember at the time we were all like, oh my god, double cross on double cross on double cross, where basically they're like, okay, we're gonna go destroy the Dark Elves, and Loki brings Jane, who's like, which Jane ends up having black eyes at this point, and they're bringing Jane, they're like, do you, like, I have the person that you need, and that's when Loki also, like, chops off, chops off Thor's hand when he's trying to get the hammer, it's just, like, it's a whole, it's a whole thing, which obviously is rude, well, like, I remember, I, I forgot that that happened, so I was like, we gave my jug on his hand! Yeah, you're like, what? But, um, it all leads to Loki's quote-unquote death, which I was, like, I remember in the theater being like, oh my god, when that happened, and I totally forgot that that, like, obviously that leads to how Ragnarok happens with, like, all that, but, like, I swear, if Thor somehow sees this Loki variant, I will scream, because poor Thor can't do it again. Like, that (laughs) man cannot deal with my brother's dead. I've mourned him. Oh, he's back. Oh, my God. My brother died by God. And then this one comes and is like, I'm I'm Loki, but not your Loki. Wait, now he's watched Loki die how many times? That's why I'm like, I now understand why they had to make a tonal shift for Thor. Because, po- like, comedy is Thor's coping mechanism now. Yes. <laughs> Poor Thor. He just needs to laugh through everything now. Right. But anyways, so we get, um, while that happens, Thor is obviously starting to mourn Loki. And this is when, I mean, I really, I don't understand how we all didn't see it coming when the guard comes back to Odin and he's like, yeah, there was a battle on the Dark Elves planet and everyone else seems to have gone, but there was a body. I'm like, how would that, how? I don't think Odin would have sent all of his army people to go, we didn't see anybody. So that makes, I just, I, it seems very suspicious. So that's, I was like, I don't know why I didn't notice it the first time around when we were watching the movie. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways, so we make it back to London and this is when uh, they are able to get Sylvan where he's having his little professor lecture lesson in, in his, I don't, it's not an insane asylum, but like in a, in a place where there's a lot of people that have, um, Mental illnesses. (laughs) Can I have my shoe back? (laughs) Yeah. The poor dude, he's like explaining everything with shoes. Hey, you know, sometimes you have enough things happen to you, your brain goes a little kooky. Well, I also forget. Oh my God, I totally forgot that Darcy has an intern. Oh yeah, because Darcy has her her intern. Pretend to be Selvig's son and be like, I need my dog. Darcy is very creative. But yeah, they all come back and Selvig has these like, whole things that help stabilize the convergence so that it won't like basically destroy the planet which is what would happen yes so basically Malkith has a plan with the convergence to make everybody in darkness which again okay I'm confused and so this is where we get that iconic scene of like the shark coming in and like breaking that entire plaza and that's when um, we just get a huge battle sequence between Thor and Malekith and all of them. And trying to stabilize the convergence and jumping through different portals to different places and throwing cars onto different planets. I think my favorite part, though, I always forget, is just the use of Thor and Jane. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I forget. Like, that's why uh, I love Darcy so much. I need more of her. Like, I know we brought her back for WandaVision, but we need more of her. She and uh, Madison need to have their own adventures. Oh, my God. Her, Madison, and Wongers. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Pam just, like, trying to be fun with magic, and she just is, like, Magic's fun, but she also is like, no, I'm a scientist, so I can explain some of this. And then the other one's just like, oh my god, no, no, no. <laughs> Longers. so cool. Longers, <laughs> stop. <laughs> yes, that's the next adventure we need. Oh my god, what would we, we they're not, they can't, obviously they can't be the Avengers. What would there, we need to make up a little group? I don't know. Because we have, what is it, the Avengers, what is, oh my gosh, why am I blanking? What was the name of the, uh, this is totally way out there now. What was the name of that group where it was like Iron Fist and Daredevil and Jessica oh, Jones? the Defenders. There you go. So, you know, we got the Defenders, we got the Avengers. You got the Revengers. Yeah, so we got uh, the Asgardians of the Galaxy, so you know. So we just need another group name for those three. We'll figure out something. We're going to put Jennifer in there once in a while. She can make her own little cameo. Yeah. Uh, so basically, as always... Our heroes win, and they stop the Dark Elves. Like, just, this is the one part that, like, again, with Marvel, I get that they're trying to just be like, we're really cool, we're a superhero movie, but the battle lasts for so long. It does, yeah. It just takes a very, very long time. But, um, so they're able to get Malekith to be gone. He's crushing his own ship. Thor goes to Asgard, and Odin's like, take over the throne like you're supposed to. And he's like, I can't. I want to go with Jane. And he's like, I have a sub that doesn't deserve it. And I have another one that does. And no one wants to take it. So cool. And I'm like, Odin, very aggressive. Very aggressive. So aggressive. But then we find out that it's not actually Odin. He has been Loki this entire, well, since the battle. Since he died. Yeah, since he quote unquote died, he, which we find out later, sent Odin to Earth. So poor Odin. But yeah, so Loki's in charge of uh, Asgard now. And that's basically it. And then we, oh, that's where we learned that the they were able to get the ether out of Jane and they take it to the collector, which leads us into what we will talk about in the next one. No, I don't think that's next. I say we got two in between. Really? Yeah. Well, that's going to be coming up at some point. That basically introduces the Guardians of the Galaxy, so... It is setting up. I do think, like, release-wise, this one was before Guardians, but timeline-wise, we still... We got two movies in between. That's right. We have Winter Soldier and Iron Man 3, right? Yeah. Because this phase is... This phase is actually pretty short. It's only uh, six films. Well, with that being said, we finished Thor The Dark World. There's the post-post-credit scene. Where Thor comes back to Earth and kisses Jane. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, I mean, we, yes. So that's when they have their little, we now know they're in a relationship together. We go to, we went through Thor the Dark World. And that's when I realized, like, as we, when I finished the movie last night, I was like, not much happens. Like, it's a very, like, there basically, like, four things happen in this movie and it's, like, done. Yeah, it's very much, like, I think pre-Infinity War, pre-Endgame, this one was just kind of like, it felt like a little bit of a filler movie, and now obviously they plugged in a lot of like the pieces to it, and, and then Loki the show, 
So like now this movie, I feel like has a little bit more like substance and like things. But yeah, it was really like, oh, let's figure out how to set up the reality stone. Wanna love the ether. Also, I did. I looked this up while you were talking. Um, so when Thanos raided nowhere in search of the ether, he this might be from the comics. Uh, but basically, Thanos used the gauntlet to turn the ether into the reality stone. So he made it solid matter. Mm, so basically, he altered reality by making it. Yeah. So he used the power of the gauntlet to do that. So yeah, that's basically the Marvel explanation for it. So we're just, just going to go with it. Which is super unclear and would not have been known unless we looked it up. But, you know. Hey, it's fine. You know, it's it it's is what fine. It is. It's okay. But yeah, I think they were really trying to focus on the love story in this one a lot. And it just, I don't really like Thor and Jane are like an okay couple. But yeah, like that's something again, Jane is supposed to be one of the smartest people in the world. And you in again as you said like this is still a time period where they don't do the female characters very much justice so like they don't give her substance like she only starts even when love and thunder she gets somewhat of substance but not enough to make me be like i love jade boss so i totally agree with you that it's just they focused a lot on this rekindling of a relationship with thor and jane when like nobody asked for it well, and it's like, yeah, it's like we haven't talked for two years. You were in New York, but you couldn't take five minutes in between things to see me. He's clearly running off to other planets and like doing things on Asgard. And it's like, really? I get your father doesn't want you to do this, but you clearly don't seem to care. So I don't understand why you haven't reached out in any sort of way and then she just like forgives him so quickly and yeah I mean I know this movie had a lot of pre-production issues per se like I know Patty Jenkins was originally supposed to direct it and she dropped out and then Natalie Portman wasn't happy with the like the direction of it but obviously she's like contracted so she has to do it so and like I know there was a lot of things that kind of like happened with this movie and Thor overall, I think, has struggled the most with his tone, like the tone of the movies. Like the first one, it did feel it, you know, it was still serious, but it felt like atmosphere wise, like lighter. And then this one was like dark, dark. And the villain, like you said, he's just fine. Oh, and I know the guy who played the villain, like, was not happy at all. Like, he was just like, I don't like this. I don't like doing the makeup. I like, he was just so unhappy. And like, this villain just isn't like, memorable in any sort of way shape or form he was the villain of the week which that was the other thing that i know marvel was like annoyed with for a while was just or people that in one watch marvel for a while was like you make really interesting villains and then you just kill them off which again he was an interesting villain but like he's just the villain of the week and then he's gone the villain of the movie yeah oh and then in ragnarok obviously you go like funny which everyone loved and then love and thunder was like over the top funny oh which was yeah it was just like just so too funny that you like like ragnarok is i think the perfect thor film it's like the perfect balance of the funny and the serious and all Mm -hmm. that stuff we'll talk about more when we get there but yeah i just like i think the production issues just 
didn't help this movie at at all. But that being said, I do enjoy watching this movie. Like as I have watched it more, it has grown on me. And like I said, just some of the, like the the little funny moments, like in between characters. And I actually like enjoy watching it more than some of the other ones, which I kind of find shocking because this one, I know the first couple times I watched it was like very like bottom of my like Marvel list. And now it's it's worked its way up a little bit. (laughs) So what are what are some of your favorite moments that I guess in this movie besides the character interaction? I don't know if there's really like favorite. Okay, the Captain America moment, obviously. (laughs) probably the best moment but no i i like the progression of the loki character in this thor i agree is just kind of like boring he doesn't have that a lot of that quirky funness to him he's just he's just there in his snuggie so i mean i like lady sif i just think she's underutilized but I just like I don't know this this movie. It's not painful to watch. I think is like the best way to put it. Like some of the other ones, I'm like it's just like really, really. <laughs> yeah, that for sure. I remember that was was it? I think I specifically remember coming out of Love and Thunder and someone saying, "Well, it's not as bad as Air the Dark World." So I guess that's our like like the uh, ranking scale that people give the Thor movies they're like well it's not Thor the Dark World so yeah but I mean I haven't watched Love and Thunder since it came out I think I started to watch it and then I didn't finish watching it because it was late so I don't really remember but I definitely think this one I think I do I do think I like this one more than I like Thor actually like now that I'm have watched them several times but did you have any favorite moments things you disliked um, everything Darcy. Like, I just should realize that Darcy's my favorite, and that's why I like. I don't know. I love her. I get really sad that we don't see her after this movie until until WandaVision. So it's really she's really sad that we don't get more Darcy. I I like the the banter between Thor and Loki. Like, I've always really enjoyed their chemistry. They did a great job with being able to do all that. So I don't know. It's like I can't. I'm gonna have to agree with you. Like it's the character moments that they have that has been it's like solid. But other than that, I'm like it doesn't do much. I mean it's I get that this movie is necessary because it sets up a lot. Like it sets up the reality stone, it sets up like Loki, it sets up like the conflict of like Thor and Odin and it brings like Ragnarok and that's how we get Infinity War. And like it I get that this movie is necessary. I don't know. I wish it just did a little bit else, I guess. No, I I definitely agree. It needs a little something more, but I think that's it's not really like a retcon, but I think one of the things that Marvel has done fairly well is with some of these ones that are kind of a little maybe not as beloved as others, like finding ways to tie what they're doing back into them. So there is a little bit more like context and substance like to it, like what they did in Endgame where it's like, you know, to get the reality stone, we're going to go back to Asgard when it's in Jane and having that be kind of like the context and that be playing into Thor's like grief and his healing process in Endgame, you know, I do, I do appreciate that they 
do that versus just being like, well, we're going to find another way to get the reality stone. Which again, um, still leaves us with the question of when, with what tuning, but you know. I'm sure there was some time between when they were doing that like body scan thing and Odin was telling Jane all about the dark elves and then there's probably a period, that's probably the period of time that it happened in before the attack. Well, again, I want to know when she walked. When did she have time to nap? So Rocket can go get it. I don't know. I say before that moment where they're having their walk. Jane, wake up. I want to show you things. Jane, yeah. wake up. Jane, 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 come take a walk with me. <laughs> Jane, Jane. Oh, I'm so sorry. Were you napping? Well, now that you're off. <laughs> come take a walk with me and come take uh, a walk with me. And awkwardly meet my mother. <laughs> exactly. After and then now if everything's done the way that it's supposed to, she's like, Oh, I just met my other son and this is my other one. Oh time travel. Time travel. Anyways. With that being said, now that we've seen this, uh, how would you rate this movie in infinity stones? I'm gonna bump it up to a six because I do enjoy watching this movie. What about you? I'm even gonna make it a five. Like it's here nor there. It's it's just in the middle. It's just right right there in the middle. Well, we did it. We got through Thor the Dark World. We did, and who knows when I'll watch this movie again. <laughs> Why if they if they somehow their Loki tie us back to Dark World, I'll be mad. <laughs> I'll be mad. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be hilarious, actually. I would It'd laugh. be hilarious. That just Kang just shows up somehow in Enjoy the Dark World, and he's been there I all along. would die. Also, I'm never going to say, I don't know when I'm going to watch this movie again, because we know what happened with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So... <laughs> Listen, you might just show up to a party, and they're like, hey guys, we're really interested in watching Thor the Dark World, because we haven't watched it in a while. He'll be like, no! I'm, like I said, I don't mind watching this movie, so I wouldn't be like, no, don't do well, not it. Well, not no, but it's like I just watched this movie. <laughs> How about we do something else? It would be hilarious, though. I would probably laugh and be like, this is just my luck. <laughs> well, with that, what is the next movie we watch? We're going to watch Iron Man 3. Ooh, I remember this was another one that I was like, meh about. I think everyone is kind of meh about this one, <laughs> but... This is the first Marvel Christmas movie. It's like Die Hard where people are like, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. It's set at Christmas. They have trees and they have presents. So it counts. It's a Christmas movie. Listen. <laughs> la, listen. La, la. The, the holiday special for Guardians is, more, is way more Christmas. <laughs> they both count. They both count. Same thing with Hawkeye. They should be oh required. Oh my God. They need Hawkeye. Oh my gosh! You know what? If I when the holiday season comes around, I'm gonna ask you: Are you watch? Are you doing your yearly rewatch of Hawkeye? And the answer better be yes, since that's what you since that's what you said. I enjoyed Hawkeye the show, so <laughs> when we when we get there, maybe I'll enjoy it more the second time I watched it because I only watched it all the way through once. I would say, especially after Rogers the Musical is now a thing, which I didn't know that it's only for like a couple months. So disappointed. I thought it was going to be the new thing that's there for a while. I feel like they'll have, I feel like they'll extend it. Like, I feel like they're like doing like this, like testing thing. Cause I feel like Frozen was like the same. It was going to be like a limited time and then it was there for a while. Hopefully, fingers crossed that Roger stays there longer than that. Cause I would like to see it. So excited. I'm so excited. 
You're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell us special episode of Carolyn reviewing Rogers three is a call. <laughs> yeah, I I I've been trying to avoid it. I know someone put the full thing on YouTube, but I I like try and skip through stories. I've seen some like clips, but like I don't want to like see too much of it because I just want to enjoy it and likely sob my eyes out. So, well, with that being said, how can people find you on the internet, Carolyn? You can find me at Coffee and Chaos Magic on Instagram and Rod. Where can people find you? You can find me at Rod Meesworth with an H. And if you would like to follow us on Instagram, we are Disney Geek the Pod. And until next time, I don't even know what. Mew Mew. Oh, it's a Mew Mew.